Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by John Boyd Media. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. Got our uh, got our 49ers preview today, so we got a, an interview coming up with a 49ers beat writer. Well, you don't want to know his name is? It's just KP show. It's just KP. Anyways, uh, so we'll have that, and then we'll have Danny joining us for uh, our fantasy draft, uh, predictions, all that good stuff. I'm here with Justin Pennick. Justin, how are you doing, my man? Bobby Skinner, hello. We're playing a football game on Sunday, just in case you didn't know. Um, I'm glad it's Friday. I just got done with removing furniture from my grandmother's house. I'm glad and lucky I didn't pass my kidney stone while I was doing it. And we recently got a YouTube comment that's one of my new favorite YouTube comments. And it was like, y'all are really starting off your show by talking about a kidney stone? That's disgusting. And I replied and, and I said... Down on it. And I replied and I said, this is just what's on our minds. And if we don't get off of our chest what's on our minds, it's going to be like a terrible show. So welcome to Talking Giants. Talking Kidney Stones. Welcome to Talking Giants. Um, This episode is brought to you by Eric Feldman. Eric Feldman. Ooh, Um, friend of the program. Yes. He is. He brought you the show. He is a friend of the program. How do you bring us the show? All right, well, he brought us the show because, first of all, he found us on social media. He interacts with uh, at least myself. Bobby, he probably hates you. Um, interacts with us a lot in social media, but he subscribed for $2 a month to patreon.com backslash talking giants. And Eric now has access to shirt raffles, which we will do eventually. And... I already did them this past week. Oh, look at that. See, I am so out of the loop. Um, so we already did the shirt raffles, so it's going to be twice a month. You can do those. You also get to see. Um, us record our takes and record the podcast live. We, we, we're doing it live. As they we talk say. about politics afterwards. We do. We do talk about politics afterwards. So if you really want to hear our takes on that, if you want to hear Giants podcasters talking politics, subscribe to TalkingGiants.com. Backslash, nope, that's not it. Patreon.com backslash Talking Giants. All right, let's get into this game. Um, do we have to? <laughs> one, the Giants, we'll, 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 let's focus on the 49ers a little bit. Uh, obviously, they are... Beat up like crazy. And you don't wish for injuries on guys, but if they're going to have injuries, let them happen the week before they play your favorite team. Uh, I'll, I'll always root for that. And I know, like, just one, just not having those guys is a huge advantage to us, but they are really down. Like, they are down that they have to play in this stadium again. I know they're blaming the stadium when it's, I, I really think it's just bad luck. But everywhere, like bad luck. I everywhere. love that their focus is not on like beating the Giants. It's on like, oh, we got to play in the stadium and like morale down. Give us anything. I'm not trying to beat the best teams. I just want to win a freaking game. Give us one friggin' win, New York Giants. They had to stay in West Virginia for the week, which I don't think that's a fun place. Don't think West Virginia's a fun place. Out of all the places that they could have stayed, why there? So I guess, but is 49ers are they related to Mountaineers? West Virginia Mountaineers, so are the mascots related? It's like that call that Mike Francesa got. Um, do the San Francisco Giants and the New York Giants ever get together for dinner? Um, yeah, Bobby. Um, Haven't been able to find a video of a 49er being shot yet. That's very odd. You would think a gold. There, you think there would definitely be evidence of gold miners getting shot video on the internet. Um, hi, mom. Mom, my mother walked in. Walked in as I was saying, talking about people getting shot. Love you, mom. Um, yeah, yeah, they're beat up. Um, the one thing that I am nervous about, though, because the 49ers are so beat up, Kyle Shanahan's a pretty good coach um, outside the Super Bowl, you could say. Kyle Shanahan is a pretty darn good coach. And what he does, I may even drop a post-editing, uh, uh, post, post-recording post a little soundbite. It's been a while since I dropped a soundbite. But Joe Judge was talking about this today, and he hit the nail on the head. 
They play a very explosive brand of football. Kyle does a tremendous job offensively really building this team to expose your weaknesses. Uh, it's one of those deals you watch Kyle's games, you can tell right away what he thinks about a team based on how he game plans and goes at you early in the game. This is a fast start team that doesn't wait to start putting points on the board. They're very explosive off the bat, scoring on the first drives. They do a tremendous job of that. How Kyle Shanahan, why he is such a great coach and why he is such a great, especially offensive mind, is because he is going to find the weaknesses on your defense and he is going to exploit them. Kyle Shanahan, in a way, is an evaluator of football teams himself because depending on who he's targeting, that's who he views as the weak part of your defense. So um, keep your eye on whoever's playing cornerback too. And also, it's going to relate to my giant factor on who I think we should keep an eye on as well. But that's yeah, what he does Gi- best. I think we're going to talk about the defense with the giant factor a little bit. So let's focus on the offense. Nick Mullen should be starting. I think it's pretty much a guarantee that Nick Mullen will be starting a quarterback. We faced him a couple of years ago. He's just not good. Like, he can be, he can win you a game as a backup QB. But um, the worry is, though, is that Garoppolo was not, like, the reason for their success. He was, like, the least, like, important person for their success. Obviously, you know, you have to have a competent QB to win. But... That's all they're asking Mullins to be is to be competent, and I don't think that's impossible. Uh, what what led to their success was their defense and that Kyle Shanahan running game. Yeah. I was going to ask you, because this was a little bit of a conversation on social media this week, and you have very strong opinions on Jimmy G and Jimmy Garoppolo. Would you rather see and face Mullins or Jimmy Garoppolo? Who would you rather face if you're if as as Bobby Skinner? Who would you rather face? Nick Mullins, easy. Um, okay. There's a reason Garoppolo was, was, was you know, made the guy. Um, it was yeah. a conversation this week. It was a conversation. Yeah, def- definitely definitely Nick Mullins. I mean, that year he did play 64% uh, completion percentage, um, a little over 2,000 yards, 13 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, which isn't a good touchdown-to-interception ratio. So it's not like he's a backup that just dinks and dunks. So he... He might actually give us some shots. Obviously, they don't have they didn't have the same like running game that they uh, that they do now back then, uh, or the defense to back it up. Even though the defense is banged up as well, so yeah, I, I would rather face Nick Mullins. Um, other injuries, I'm pretty sure Kittle's gonna play. Like he's been practicing, he looked fast in practice. George Kittle should play. But that being said, Jordan Reed, like he had a, he had five catches and two touchdowns in the last game for them. He has. You know, when everyone said this guy needs to retire because of concussions, he is actually back and he's freaking scoring points. All the Reds or Washington players are are doing good for for uh, the San Francisco. Trent Williams has been good for them. Mm. He demolished the guy in week one. So they got they've still got good players. I know they're injured and their best players are injured, like you know Bosa and Mozart, and then uh, uh, D Ford. But they've still got good players on that team. And because they have, and that, and that's the thing. And I'm so scared of this game. I was way more optimistic about this Bears game last week, and be rather than this game right now, because I'm still scared of the roster that is still left, the superstars that are that may be out, and Kittle may not be 100. percent So that's a huge factor that he may not even be 100, percent but he is probably going to be playing. Their two starting running backs are going to be out, McKinnon which is crazy that Jarek McKinnon is their third-string running back. And obviously, both on, on the defensive side as well. We already talked about that. But this roster still made a Super Bowl, and this head coach is one of the best coaches in the NFL. And for those two reasons alone, that's why this matchup scares me more than it did the Chicago Bears and I guess even the Steelers. Because I just don't, we just don't know what we're going up against right now. Yeah. But it's it doesn't scare. I mean, I'm definitely glad they're down. So it's not like I'm, we're like we're scared of them. But yeah, it's definitely it's definitely an advantage to be playing injured players. Um, on their defense, Fred Warner and Quan Alexander. Do you think? I mean, there's probably not a, like maybe the Cowboys have a better inside linebacker duo than those two. I mean, Quan was really good. Um, he he was a huge improvement to their defense. And then Fred Warner. I mean, he is like a do it all type of linebacker. So. That'll be interesting to see how they play the run game. They still have um, Javon, or they drafted Javon Kinlaw in the first round. Mm. Who um, I think Nick Gates versus Javon Kinlaw will be huge. Like that'll be a good test yep. for Nick Gates to see how they do. Yeah, they were um, talking about you know Kinlaw's from South Carolina, I believe. Um, and yeah. they were talking about as the draft was approaching, is Kinlaw better than Matt Rule's boy in uh in in Carol in Carolina right now? 
Derek Johnson. What was the guy's name? No, not Derek Brown. Johnson. Derek Brown. Brown. Derek Brown. The guy we were all afraid to draft. Yeah. So, yeah, that'll be a good test. And the 49ers last year, as good as their defense was, they never blitzed. Like, I think they were the the least blitz-happy team in the NFL uh, last season because they were able to get there with four, with Bosa, with all those other, you know, with, with, with Ford, with Armstead. So it's going to be interesting to see if now that those guys are out that they do try some blitzing. You know, Richard Sherman's out. I mean, this team yeah. is really banged up. And like you said, I guess that is like kind of a thing. It's like we really don't know what to expect from this team. Like we, we have no clue what to expect from this team because all their key players are out. Yeah. Yeah, that's my that's my scary thing, especially because the Giants have not been successful at running the football. Bobby, I actually made you guess pre-show when the Patreon chat got to hear. I made you guess pre-show. What are the Giants averaging yards per carry wise? Just overall, not quarters one through three. I usually like to break things down, but overall, what are they averaging? They're averaging two point seven yards per carry. I'm all for throwing the ball and being aggressive at throwing the ball and throwing the ball most of the time, but you that's unacceptable to just have a running game that's non-existent and we don't know what we're going up against we don't know what we're going up against in the secondary we don't know what we're going to go up against in the front seven but um we need that run game to open up the play action a little bit too on the mm, back end it's debatable but Um, yeah sure so so we uh (laughs) so um me and justin fought about that earlier and we hadn't had an argument in a while so it was good it was good to have a nice argument over that um anyways Anything else before you want to kick it to the interview? I mean, we're going to hit on a lot of stuff in the fantasy draft and all that. No, no. I'm glad to listen to this interview because if you didn't pick it up, if you didn't pick it up, I don't know too much about this 49er team. Um, I don't think anybody really does unless you took intentional time to sit down to see, you know, who was on this 49er depth chart. But I'm excited to see and to hear. talented players all around, but just not, you know. They made a Super Bowl, and that's why I'm still scared. Whereas a lot of Giants fans are like, we need to take advantage of this, and it's unacceptable if the Giants don't take advantage of it. So I'm being a little a little uh, cautious. I'm being yeah. ca- personally cautious. We're a bad team. The 49ers, like, you know, we said we, this is the week we want to face the 49ers. The 49ers are saying this is the week to be injured, is, the, is facing the Giants. So um, we are better than the Jets, though. I watched the Jets. The Jets are really bad. No. Darnold is not good. Um, I held out hope for Darnold. I like Darnold. Darnold's not good. Um, and Mekhi Becton is really good. All right. Uh, let's kick it to the interview. And bam. Come on. Pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. All right. We now welcome on of Niners Nation, Kyle Posey. He writes for them. Does a lot of 49ers stuff covering the 49ers. Kyle, what's going on, man? Nothing much, man. Thanks for having me on. For sure. So we'll jump right into it. Uh, you guys are banged up. and But you you said this earlier that one of the Giants reporters asked if Kyle uh, Juszczyk was going to be the uh, the lead ball getter. Can you let us know which – do you know that like which one that one is? Because Giants fans would love to figure out who asked that question. <laughs> I I don't remember. It was a woman. I don't remember what her name was. There was there was like forty seven people on the call at that point. Yeah, I know they 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 fill them up. But I was going through your Twitter and I was like, I, all like there's there were some usual suspects. I'm like, who would who would ask this question? But no, it was it, it, it's good stuff. But on a serious note, you guys are banged. You know, the 49ers are banged up, and we'll start at the top. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo most likely out. Nick Mullins going to play. The Giants are familiar with Nick Mullins that that Monday Night Football game a couple years ago. I mean, what are you, what are what is the 49ers fan and reporter expecting out of Nick Mullins? Is it like, hey, this guy can actually be similar to Garoppolo or is there, or can have to like take it easy on him? So there's going to be a drop-off. Uh, I saw a little bit of training camp that Nick Mullins did struggle in training camp. So he, then again, he was going against the starting defense, and that was when the 49ers actually had a starting defense and weren't without eight <laughs> starters. But Mullins does have starting experience. He played in 2018. And he looked competent, and that was without the t- same type of supporting cast he's going to play with right now. And he said himself earlier this week that this is my fourth year. There's no excuses for me. So there, I like that mindset, and we're hoping that he's just, as I said, competent. Like, he's not going to look like a mess. And I feel like with the backup quarterback, that's exactly what you want. Right. What, what are his limitations? Because, you know, Garoppolo he hasn't, like, lit the league up, but you can trust him to do, you know, make most throws. Is there – 
is there any limitations you guys are expecting out of Mullins, or is it just not, you know, processing things the way a starter would? Yeah, that's the best way to put it. So there's definitely like a cap on the offense. There's a ceiling on the offense now that Mullins is in the game. So we saw it a little bit last week with the Jets. He comes in and he fumbles twice. He takes sacks. He does a few of the things that Garoppolo isn't going to do. There's probably not that similar, that much of a difference as far as like their arm talent goes. Garoppolo has a better arm, but Mullins can get away with some of the th- same things. It's just as far as processing, as you mentioned. Right. So Kittle might be back. If not, you guys have Jordan Reed. So I think we're, you know, we can expect a player at tight end. But the receiving group, it's, I'm, ha- I'm having a hard time. Like, what, what is the idea of it? Like, is it like, hey, we're waiting on Ayuk to be the guy? Is it Trent Taylor is, you know, solid? Or Kendrick Bourne, who's been your leading receiver? Is it like, is he a trusted guy to not be a number, like, you know, your prototypical number one, but be in that number one out of the receiving group? I mean, what, if you had to explain your receiving group to me, what would it be? Yeah, so the big issue is there's no Debo Samuel. And they rely on him quite a bit just for like the easy pass, just for like something simple as a slant. So um, they're relying on Brandon Ayuk, who's their first round pick. He looked like a deer in headlights last week, but that was his first game because he did not play in the week one. So here's a stat for you. The 49ers only have five completions to all receivers, to a receiver all season. And that's lined up as an actual receiver. So yeah, they can definitely use Debo Samuel back, but Trent Taylor's not really cutting it. Kendrick Bourne, he actually does look pretty good. And and when I say that, I mean in the sense of like, oh, what you would think of a wide receiver three. But you're not going to go into a start, an NFL game expecting Trent Taylor and Kendrick Bourne to kind of carry your offense, and that's what it's kind of that's what's kind of been on the outsides, just because they don't have their threats. Right, and so you guys are known for running the ball. Obviously, you know Mo starts out, but you know you have McKinnon who came in and had a big run. Um, it was fun to watch Alec Ogletree, you know, as a Giants fan, overflow on that one toss play. Uh, is it, is it just – is that the mindset of, of, of the 49ers nation right now? It's like we are going to have to pound the rock and do it successfully and just like – or is it with – because you have you have injuries everywhere. I mean, what's the mind – like what do you guys think the offense is going to look like? Is it going to be like just, you know, pound the rock like you guys did in the playoffs? Yeah, so that's the problem. Raheem Mostert's out and their backup, Tevin, Tevin Coleman, is out as well. So they're going to be without their top two running backs and their starting quarterback, which it, that doesn't really happen across the NFL. So, but it is a Kyle Shanahan offense, and you would think that even with a fourth, third string, whoever the running back is going to be, they'll be able to get some production. So Kyle Shanahan said he's not going to close the playbook under Nick Mullins, and they're still going to run the same type of offense. I would imagine we see a heavy dose of Jared McKinnon out of the backfield, just throwing the ball to him instead of turn around and handing the ball off. Did you guys sign Paul Perkins? I know he, he went and visited. Did, did you guys end up picking him up? Nope. They did work out, as you mentioned. They worked out three or four running backs earlier this week, but there was no Paul Perkins to be signed. Okay, because uh, he started a playoff game for us a few years ago, so it was, uh, it was funny to see him pop up on that workout list. I'll, I'll move to the defense. Obviously, you guys have injuries there, especially up front, but I think you still have talent. You know, Ken, uh, Ken Law still have talent up there, and then your linebacker core with, Warner and Alexander is as good of a, a duo at that spot as any. Sherman's out, and, you know, the secondary is probably not, like, the most well-known spot. What is, like, just give me the general thoughts of the secondary right now. What, like, is, it a, is there an issue, or is there one guy that teams should target? I mean, wh- where are you guys at there? Yeah, so if there's going to be a guy that you target, it's probably Achilles Witherspoon. So he was benched twice last year, and that was on a defense that was, like, historically great against the pass. So, he, he just struggled, and with Richard Sherman being out, he's back into the starting lineup. I do wonder if they're going to play Jason Verrett. I don't know if you remember that name. He was once upon a time a really good cornerback, but he, I he injuries all of his life, it seems like. And now he's healthy, so that'll be interesting to see if he plays. But, yeah, like that, Witherspoon is the guy we want to attack. Last week, the, the Jets, who were without essentially all of their receivers as well, targeted Witherspoon eight times, had, and he gave up six receptions for over 100 yards. Yeah, he, he struggles. And on the other side, Mosley, Emmanuel Mosley, he's actually solid, but he committed a pass interference last week, and that was against the Jets receivers. And the week before, DeAndre Hopkins just ate him wide. So how would, like, a team attack, the, you know, with the 49ers defense, you know, the, um, the, front, you know, the front four uh, are banged up? Is it like a, hey, get the ball out quick and, and make plays kind of defense? Or is it like, hey, we can get burnt and have, you know, a couple deep shots taking us on the sideline or over the middle? And if we're judging, that's a good question. If we're judging based off how they looked last week, 
we'll probably see a lot of targets to Akilio Witherspoon. So the 49ers are like rotating their cornerbacks and Witherspoon plays the wide side of the field and he gives up so much cushion and the Jets were able to kind of give up those curl routes. And so I'd imagine we see a lot of timing routes from Slayton, like out routes and curl routes. And right. if those come up, that's when you can go over top. Yeah, I think that's, you know, as a Giants, like that's the guy. It's like, hey, Slayton, this is the game where you need to have a big game. Let me ask you this. What are your guys, what are your thoughts on Daniel Jones? Uh, you know, you can be, you can trash him. I don't, I don't care. I, but I want to, I like to ask what other people's thoughts are on, on our young QB. So I'm, I have a mixed bag on Daniel Jones because if we take that first, the first game of the season where they're on the road, or where they're playing the Steelers. So he has good, good throw, good throw, good throw. And then he just does a knucklehead thing that you just can't do. And that drives me insane with young QBs. And I'm sure it drives his play caller, but he can win you games. He can play outside of the structure. He can move a little bit and he has an arm. He just needs to make good decisions. And that's something that's still holding him back. But man, the 49ers players respect him. And so does the defensive coordinator. They were kind of hyping him up this week. And they, they actually said well, their safety, who uh, Jokowski Tart, who's a really good player. He said that the media is a little too harsh on Jones and he can make plays. And with, with the weapons that they have with Golden Tate and Darius Slayton, I, I do think that they're actually going to give the 49ers some problems. Yeah, that's the thing with Jones is what I will say is I like that, like you said, he can make plays, but he has those bad decisions. I would rather take that than, um, you know, the guy who makes the right decision, but it's like your bet, you know, the Alex Smith types that are, you know, people compare them to Alex Smith. And I think maybe like, like mechanics, like play, like, what he has, but like play style, there, you know, Jones can be overly aggressive. Although he's been dialing it back a little bit, but like you said, the dumb mistakes have cost the Giants so far. Kyle, I th- uh, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, we'll make sure to tag you and everything. I appreciate it. You guys are doing good work over at Niner Nation. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Take care. You too, man. Week two of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three. There is no better place to get in and on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week three, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. That's right. You can place a $1 bet on any team, and if that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin. That's a $100 bill, folks. How could you pass that up? Don't worry. If football isn't for you, DraftKings is giving all you uh, MMA fans the same great offer uh, to use for this weekend's UFC 253. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. And use promo code JOHNBOY when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week week three. Bet $1 on them to win $100. If they win, that's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code JOHNBOY during sign-up. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, we now welcome Danny King onto the show with the weather. What's what's the weather looking like in East Rutherford, weatherman Dan? I mean, the weather it's gonna it's gonna be like a weird warm September day if you ask me. It's gonna be humid and mostly cloudy. You got a temperature sixty eight, but you see the fun part is the feels like temperature's gonna be seventy eight. That's two more degrees than the actual temperature. Wild stuff. The wind's 8 miles per hour out of the south, and the humidity 86%. And a new topic I'm bringing into the weather report this week is called the field conditions. The turf, who knows what it's going to be like this week. I heard it's going to be good. Maybe the 49ers just struggle at AstroTurf, or maybe, yeah, I mean, the turf's going to be good. They just overreacted. So turf report, good. They did. Stop blaming the turf for your bad luck, 49ers. We lost Saquon, you lost Nick. Yes, you lost Nick Bosa, Solomon Thomas, and Jimmy Garoppolo all in one game. Guess what? We lost Saquon, so it's the and equivalent Sir, right Sterling. there. And Sterling. And Sterling. And Sterling Shepard to, to tote, uh, turf tote. And also, someone's... Yeah, speaking of turf. Yeah, someone, someone said tote. That is like sounds like a nothing injury, but it's, it lingers forever. So they got to change that. Turf toe sounds like a nothing injury. Yeah. All right. This is the segment where we do... We do fantasy. So what we do is to highlight some of the matchups, we do uh, a fantasy draft, four rounds. 
out of only guys that are in this game. So only from the Giants or 49ers. Um, through two weeks, Danny is the leader with 90.8 points. He had 40.5 last week. Justin is second with 62 points. He had 24.1 last week. And I'm in last place with 42.6 points. I had 13.9. I had Saquon last week. Can, Saquon can we get with... that clip up where he called us out in week one and now he's last? What, Listen. What are the odds of that? All Water finds its level. Major, minor setback for a major comeback. Mob mentality. I will come back in these fantasy football standings. Danny needs to take a bye week. <laughs> My strategy is... Don't overthink it. Just pick the player, and it's worked out perfectly for me. But that's also, my strategy, too, and I Don't I've pick sucked. out many Giants. Justin's one who overthinks it, and he's right in the middle of the pack. So it's a revolving schedule. I have the first pick. If there was one of these weeks where I didn't want the first pick, it was this week. <laughs> Danny, you'll pick second. Justin, third. Um, this is a terrible week. It is, because there's, ter- no, like, there's no, dreadful. There's no like, sure thing. We have no idea who's going to step on the, up on the 49ers. So what I'm going to do is the guy who has the biggest potential. And that's Darius Slayton. He's the only guy where you can say, hey, he's going to have 100 yards, two touchdowns, and you don't feel like, a whoa, wow, that's, that'll be crazy. So we don't know how the 49ers are going to use McKinnon. We have no idea how the Giants are going to use their running back stable, which we probably should have talked about a little more, but we will. Um, so I'm going Darius Slayton with pick one. Thoughts? I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, like, he's probably the number one receiver, and then you got Tate. So I, I, I would have taken Slayton if he was still on the board. No Sherman. So that's definitely interesting, and that definitely helps. Um, Darius Slayton last year was uh, – last, last week was a little quiet. I'd be interested to see, especially with Shepard out now, how they prioritize getting him the ball. You would hope that that is a priority for the Giants this week. And Jones has been getting the ball out very quickly. I thought that was a good game plan for the first two weeks. But now let's open it up. Let's bring back aggressive Daniel Jones. Take some chances. I don't want Dink and Dunk. And Jason Garrett, for the love of God, run some plays where two people go deep and actually go deep. Don't run. I mean, if I have to watch another 18-yard curl, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, so open up that playbook. Let Daniel Jones make some freaking plays. Let him air it out. Let Darius Slayton make some plays. I'm going I'm going Slayton with pick one. Danny, who do you got? See, I, I, I thought... Now, this is something I did think of. Go back to Chicago last week. David Montgomery just ate us alive at times. Whoever the other running back was, was a Cohen. So I'm going to I'm gonna go out of here, and I'm taking Jarek McKinnon. I feel like the 49ers are going to rely on him, and whoever the other guy is is what? Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr., I believe the guy's name is. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to run with McKinnon because depending on Kittle, who knows what he's going to be like. You go back in 2018, Nick Mullen's best – play in all 2018 was going to George Kittle. It worked every time. George Kittle, we don't know if he's 100% or not. So I'm going to bet the 49ers are going to pound the rock, hoping they get the same luck the Bears did last week. Give me McKinnon in for my first pick. Yeah, I had McKinnon as number two on my big board too, so good pick. Um, I mean, just any running back against the Giants, like like he's going to be the clear number one, you know? Maybe Paul Perkins will have a big game. Anyways, Justin, who you got with pick three? Sheesh. All right. We don't exactly know George Kittle's status, and I've taken too many players so far that have been just total duds. Anthony Miller, I'm pretty sure, was on my team last week, and he had zero catches for zero yards. I picked a Steelers running back that didn't even play week one. So I need two guys that I know are going to play and have had some production um, (laughs) to start the season. Evan Ingram was actually if we're if we're doing fantasy by PPR measures, I believe he had seven seven uh, six catches for you know sixty something yards last week. So that's a solid twelve points. That was half of my fantasy points last week. So give me Evan Ingram and then I have the come around pick because we're doing snake draft. Give me also Jordan Reed. So I'm going heavy tight ends. Uh, those guys have actually been productive. At least I know that they're going to get catches. They may not get yards. They may not get touchdowns. But at least I know that these tight ends are going to get volume because they're going to be relied on, especially if Kittle is on limited reps. And, and Evan Ingram is also going to be lining up as a wide receiver this week. You bring up Ingram playing wide receiver. I really do think he's going to actually play wide receiver. Because, you know, maybe they bring up one of the practice squad guys. But going into another game with four wide receivers, I feel like that's a recipe for disaster. But with Evan Ingram, it can be kind of like five. With Reed, man, he has he showed up out of nowhere. Um, I remember when the 49ers signed him, like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, he'll probably be like their third string tight end. Kittle goes down, and he's, I mean, he was their main target last week. So I, I like the Jordan Reed pick. Danny, pick 
pick two, who do you got? All right, so with the second pick, I was stuck between George Kittle and Golden Tate because the Giants are obviously down on without Sterling Shepard, say Quan Barkley, so you would think Golden Tate has a big game. And then George Kittle, who knows how big he's going to be with the injury, so I'm going to take the risk. Give me Golden Tate. I'm going to hope Daniel Jones targets him, gets him a few catches. He takes advantage of uh, missing Sterling Shepard. Give me Golden Tate. Yeah, Slayton or Tate has to have some reps. Um, we'll, it'll be interesting to see how they use Tate and Ingram in the slot, if they even put Tate outside a little bit. Um, yeah, Tate. I feel like Tate isn't like the craziest of bet. I mean, he had a little bit of production in his first game. Remember his first game back last year, he only had one catch. So Tate put up big numbers last year. He doesn't get a ton of separation, but he does. He uh he he has production, so I, I don't mind Golden Tate there. And then I'm going to go... I am going to go George Kittle. I am taking that chance. He's their best player on their entire football team when everyone's healthy. So I will go George Kittle. I got to take a risk. I'm going. I'm risking it for the biscuit this week. And then sweeping back around, I don't really like any of their wide receivers. I'm taking a chance with this one, man. I'm going Devontae Freeman. Do you guys think Devontae Freeman's going to be... Justin, I'll, I'll start with you. Do you think Devontae Freeman will be the lead back for this game, even though he's only had a couple days of practice? You know, the Giants... Bobby, you've been talking about this. Uh, you especially talked about it on Wednesday's show. The Giants' rushing offense in particular doesn't seem to be anything uh, elaborate and too creative where it would take so long for him to get the playbook down. I mean, what, the before this week, the Giants players have had 12 padded practices, so unlike previous summers where he would be, you know, maybe sometimes 20 to 30 padded practices behind, he's only 12 padded practices behind, so... Definitely he's going to be relied on third down, I feel. If especially if his if his skills can also include pass blocking, if his skills can include a little bit of a uh, of pass catching as well, and he's definitely going to be the red zone back. I mean, he's big, he can drive, he can hit a hole hard. He's definitely going to be our red zone back too. So for fantasy purposes, it's not a bad pick. And I can but the the thing that scares me is I can see Judge being like he just came in, we don't give anybody a spot. And then like Deion Lewis and Wayne Gallman getting all the touches and, and Freeman getting four. So that's the part that scares me. But I think the Devontae Freeman is a clear upgrade over those two. And like you said, inside zone, outside zone, power O, um, a crack toss, and and duo. Like those are the only run plays we're running. And those are high school run plays. So yeah, uh, there's no reason for Freeman to not have the playbook. I get maybe not being conditioned, but we're also I don't think we're gonna ask him to have eighteen freaking carries. Now, now, see, I want to thank you for actually taking Devontae Freeman because I am actually indeed taking Deion Lewis because okay. I don't believe he will be the lead back. I mean, he'll get obviously his carries, but I think he's still so new here. He had to go through the whole testing process. He probably was obviously reading the playbook, but I don't think they're going to give him the load week one or at least this week. I think they're going to give it to Deion Lewis because you look at last week when Deion Lewis played, he had 16 fantasy points in the in the snaps he played. So, obviously, he had a touchdown to that. So, give me Deion Lewis to be the pass catch and running back. He's going to get some nice runs in there. And I don't even predict a touchdown from Deion Lewis. Mm. That will take me over the edge this week. Mm. Hey, Danny knows best. He is just dominating us. <laughs> All right, Justin. Um, you got the uh, your third and, f- and final pick. Yeah. So, you would typically think Kedrick Bourne would be the guy to take off the board here. He is the San Francisco 49ers number one wide receiver. But... Ideally, James Bradbury is following the San Francisco 49ers wide receiver and San Francisco 49ers number one wide receiver. And James Bradbury has been having a hell of a start to the season. So you want to know what? He missed week one. He came in week two, had two catchers on three targets for 21 yards. Um, He was one of the tops in the NCAA last year in screen yards. Give me Brandon Ayuk. Um, the Giants have been kind of getting gashed on defense with screens. We saw Tariq Cohen take a couple screens last week and be and be productive as a pass catcher. So the quick little the quick little plays that the Giants have given up the first two weeks in the screen game have been a little little concerning. Teams also haven't run it that much, but I'm not stressing over it. But give Brandon Ayuk some screens and let him get some yards after the catch. Um, give me Ayuk as my final pick. Yeah, that's a big boomer bust. Like, cause you could see them like him just not getting a ton of like being involved at all. But like you said, also with them being down, having the uh, you know Nick Mullins in there and being like, let's just get some quick stuff in, let's get the rookie involved. Yeah. So, 
I don't hate it. Who do you have for pick pick four? Ooh, I gotta fit one more guy in, right? Alright, I gotta take a giant. I gotta take a giant. This this has to be now I could take board, because Bo- see technically CJ Board is gonna be our number three wide receiver. Give me Caden Smith. Because Evan Ingram is gonna be lining up as a wide receiver. Yeah, uh, I really ends. don't I don't really think the yeah, I do have three tight ends. I really don't think um the, the Jason Giants, Garrett of fantasy football. Yeah. <laughs> Really, th- I'm running 13 personnel in my fantasy football squad this week. But yeah, give me Caden Smith. But he's too good right now to just be non-existent in this offense. Yeah, and he's kind of due. He's had two games where he hasn't put up any production. Um, so he is due. Danny, who are you going with your final pick? See, th- this... This is a scraps th- right here. Yeah, th- yeah. Th- this is just pulling something out of, like, uh, out of nowhere. I'm gonna be honest with you. This this is uh, you know you guys discussed. This game is terrible. The both forty nine ers are banged up, so there's no good option. Giants offense is trash, so there's no good choices there. I'm gonna just go out on a limb here. Give me a uh, Muhammad Sanu. I'm gonna hope he gets some snaps this week. Wow. Okay. Okay. And, uh, I'm gonna, and the familiarity of Kyle Shanahan, I feel like that will play into their favor. Maybe he'll be on. He'll have your dome on him or Ballantyne or someone like that. So give me Muhammad Sanu to be the guy out there this week. All right, so I'm picking between Kendrick Bourne and CJ Board, and you know what? I'm just gonna go, like you said, their number was their leading receiver. I am getting with the final pick in this scraps draft. I have to feel good about that, and it would be, it would be silly to just to be like, oh, we're picking from scraps, and literally their leading receiver doesn't get picked. So uh, I'm I'm going Kendrick Bourne's uh, with 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 uh, with my final pick. So that leaves. Me with Darius Slayton, George Kittle, Devontae Freeman, Kendrick Bourne. Danny, you got McKinnon, Tate, Dion Lewis, Muhammad Sanu. Justin, you have Evan Ingram, Jordan Reed, Brandon Ayuk, and Caden Smith. This I, is weirdly the most confident I've been about a squad. Weirdly. I mean, you should be. It, your other ones were pretty bad. Yeah, I, mean, I know you had some good I've stuff felt. in there. Um, this is a terrible draft for me. I don't know why I took Muhammad Sanu. I'm just feeling dangerous today. Yeah. You know what? Last time I was like, Danny, I can't believe you picked that guy and you won. So I'm not, I, I'm not I'm not bashing Danny anymore until he actually loses. Uh, all right, giant factors. So I get to go first this week. I know who Justin's is going to be, so I'm changing mine a little bit. I'm going Jabril Peppers, the Pep mm. Man Pepper. He hasn't been not he has not been bad. Like there's like well actually there were some bad plays against Pittsburgh, but against Chicago he wasn't bad. But come up and be a playmaker. This 49ers team is going to try and run the ball. And you'll talk about it a little bit with your giant factor, Justin. We're doing a lot of three safety looks. Peppers has essentially been a linebacker. He was against Chicago, at least. So, Peppers, we need you to be a guy in the run game. And also, you're probably going to get called to uh, cover either George Kittle or Jordan Reed, who are their best weapons on offense. I feel like Jabril Peppers is a huge part for this game against the 49ers. I'm going Jabril Peppers. Yeah, and the thing that separated this... Giants defense from being bad or sometimes average to actually being a good group is that we haven't had playmakers. We've had good players. You look at a good player here, you look at a good player there, but James Bradbury made plays last week. His play led single-handedly to two separate interceptions, which changed the complexion of the entire game. We need more playmakers on this defense, and we're expecting Drupal Purpose to be that guy. Two games in, we're not going to freak out, but time to step up, buddy. My giant factor is going to be Blake Martinez. I mentioned in the first part of the show that Kyle Shanahan's strength as a head coach is finding the weaknesses in a defense or just in a particular group as a whole. Blake Martinez has been extremely, extremely strong to start the season, and he's really made a lot of people, including myself, that did not like the signing. He's made he's made us eat crow, and we're two games in, so I'm not going to overreact to saying, oh, I'm totally wrong, and I'm totally wrong, and I should continue to eat crow. But there, there are some weaknesses that Blake Martinez has, and and th- those show up on film that shows up on film on coverage. Sometimes he can take funky angles in the run game, sometimes by being too aggressive or too conservative. Kyle Shanahan, if there's one guy that can really take advantage of it, it's Kyle Shanahan. So Blake Martinez, if he can really show consistency again on tape this week, then we're feeling really, really good about this signing. I was thinking about making Devontae Downs mine, 
but uh, you know, I knew you were going to do Blake Martinez. He's not on the field enough. Well, that's the that is why he's my giant factor this week because last year when I went to go watch Blake Martinez film when we signed him as a free agent, I went and watched and I was like, why are the Packers doing these three safety looks against the San Francisco 49ers? They are getting torn up, and that's when Blake Martinez says I had to do cleanup. That was a a, a game where it's like Blake Martinez couldn't be aggressive, so we need Blake Martinez to be aggressive, and I think. Either Downs or Crowder have to step up and play real reps this week. To do three safety against the 49ers, maybe it works. But I feel like this, and I've loved the three safety looks, but this is a game where you need a second inside linebacker. Not Lorenzo Carter playing inside linebacker. Not Kyler Fackrell. We need an actual inside linebacker, not a hybrid, playing inside linebacker next to Martinez. So I, I like that. Honestly, th- those are two very good picks. Uh the Blake Martinez, I, I like. I, I'm not. I can't say. I was like, you know, like, or I mean, like, Blake Martinez is the best draft a fan, free agent pick of the Giants have ever made. I was like, oh, it's gonna be an improvement over Gallagher Tree. Jabril Peppers, obviously, he hasn't done anything this year. He had his season cut short because of that injury last year. Obviously, so my giant factor this week, I'm going offense because I took him in fantasy. Golden Tate was signed to be a a quality piece to this offense. He has done fairly. Nothing, in my opinion. He's done stuff, but he hasn't blown anyone away with his contract. And now Giants are without Sterling Shepard. They're without Saquon Barkley. Evan Ingram's had his struggles this year. Daniel Jones is going to need to have a quality receiver to rely on. And Darius Slade is going to probably receive a good amount of the uh, coverage from the 49ers because him and Jones have that connection. So I think this is a game that Tate really needs to go out and show he was a good sign by the Giants. Proved Dave Gellman right that he was the correct guy to bring in. And bring some light to this offense because this offense sucks. It's, it does has done nothing. It feels like, especially that first half of the Bears game, they did nothing. Guys are just we, not getting open. Like I know exactly. I know There's Justin no talked about our separation last year, but there has been a difference from this year to last year in the separation with wide receivers. There has been zero. I went and watched every single one. The only guy who has gotten real separation was Slayton. Even Shepard wasn't getting yeah. any. I mean, it's Ingram's not getting any. There's been no separation from these wide receivers. Yeah, this offense is too talented to have been held to zero points against the Bears. They're too talented. So Goldatay needs to go out there, have a game, because this is the game the Giants need to win. Because they're 0-2, then we're going to hear that whole, oh, teams that are 0-3 don't make the playoffs. We're already hearing that with 0-2. So Giants need to go out there, win this game, and Goldatay needs to be a factor if we are going to go out there and win this game. Yeah, Um, so all right, you got Tate, I've got Peppers. Justin has um, Blake Martinez. All right, quick picks. Uh, Justin and the listeners are in, are in first place uh, at eleven and five. Good yes. week last week for Justin went seven and one. That was, that was the best week. Boom. Um, myself and Danny are ten and six, so it's very tight. We've got no one that's being you know this will this will all be jumbled up. Um, that being said, we're gonna start with Thursday night football. Dolphins Jaguars. <laughs> the listeners went Jags. Justin, who do you got? I'm so mad you put this game on because this I'm is such Thursday like. Thursday night football every week. All right, so uh, that's a head. That's a good heads up. Um, this is such like a toss up game. You know what? I was listening to the Michael K show today. Don LaGreca was describing how he was in the shower and he got a good feeling about the Dolphins. So I'm gonna trust the gut of Don LaGreca. Uh, give me the Dolphins and Fitz Magic. I'm going Dolphins too. I've liked what Gardner Minshew has done, but I just feel like the Dolphins. Actually played the Bills and, and Patriots decently well. So I got them going one and two. I'm going Dolphins. Danny, who do you got? So I'm not going to trust the gut of uh, Don, whatever the, I'm going to butcher that name. I'm not even going to attempt it. Don LaGreca, I'm, I'm going to butcher it. So He's got I'm a take very the um, big gut, so it, it might be yeah. a trustworthy gut. I mean, hey, <laughs> big guts usually have that good opinion, but I, I can't doubt Minshew mania. The guy's a beast. The Jaguars are going to go out there. Beat the Dolphins, and then Tua. My prediction will start next week. Mm. Yeah, robbing us of Tua. Screw you, Brian Flores. Titans Vikings. This before the season would have been like, ooh, that's a really nice matchup. Now the Vikings are struggling. The listeners went Titans. Justin, um, a big Kirk Cousins fan who has been trash this year. Who are you going? I'm blaming Gary Kubiak, by the way. It's not Kirk Cousins' fault. I'm done with the Vikings. I think they were like my only loss last week. So I'm done. Give me the more efficient quarterback. I am now more of a Ryan Tannehill stand oh than I am of a Kirk than I am of Kirk Cousins. So guess what? Give me the efficient Ryan Tannehill and the Tennessee Titans. 
you have a love affair with 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 um with quarterbacks who like only are good when their running game is balling. Mm, I do. You're right. <laughs> Wait, Justin, did you have like say some good things about Gary Kubiak last week, and then Bobby said that's the bad part about Minnesota? Was no, that last screw week? him. Screw Gary Kubiak. I'm done. You're done with him. I'm he done. won right. a Super Bowl. <laughs> screw him. <laughs> he won a great. Uh, all right, so I guess I'll just go next. Uh, give me Tennessee. I, I, I yeah, I, I believed in the Vikings last week, and they let me down pretty dramatically so yeah give me ryan Tanhill, who does nothing and derrick henry that does everything yeah i kind of wanted to zag on this but titans are titans are just a clearly better team than them even though they struggle with denver in week one i'm going titans this one should be fun rams bills listeners went bills danny who do you got circle the wagons baby Give me the Buffalo Bills in this way. I think this might be an upset. Is it, will this be considered an upset? I think it would be because I feel like the Rams are quite good. And then I, give me circle the wagons, baby. Give me Buffalo. Justin? Gosh. Gosh, because the Bills arguably have top five most talented roster in the NFL. And Josh Allen is actually playing at an MVP level right now. Josh Allen's balling. But... You look at the level of competition. They haven't exactly played good teams to start out the season. God, I hate to do this because I kind of just want to be different, but also I love the Bills. Give me the L.A. Rams. They've played some good teams to start the season. They went into Dallas. They beat Dallas. Um, give me the L.A. Rams. I I probably would go Rams, but Josh Allen has just been balling on another level. and that uh, it's, it's solely off Josh Allen, not the Bills' talent. The Rams are a more talented team to me. But I just feel like Josh Allen, the Bills, I feel like are just a winning team. Goff, like, is he a winner? I don't know. I'm going, I'm going Josh Allen and the Bills. Uh Bears, Falcons. I'm going Falcons. The Falcons are pitting up points. Their defense is horrible. But I like I like the Falcons offense more than I like the Bears defense. So I'm going Falcons. Justin. I'm checking in. Because the oh the Falcons actually it looks like they actually ran the ball a little bit last week their their pass rate is down to sixty three percent that's that's pretty low for them pretty sure it was up at seventy percent the Giants are the most pass happy team in the NFL right now fun fact helps when you can't run the ball but I am going to go they're going to be coming for the next few weeks yeah really I am going to go with the Falcons as well Danny. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Bears. The Falcons just gave me bad vibes last week when they socially distanced on an onside kick. So uh, give me the Bears to, to win this one. Give me Mitch Trubisky. All right, uh, Steelers Texans. Texans. I'm totally out. Losing DeAndre Hopkins has screwed them. Steelers. Steelers. Texans have been a mess. Give me Steelers. All right, so everyone goes Steelers there. Cowboys Seahawks. The Seahawks, Russell Wilson has been playing at an MVP level. He's got nine touchdowns this year, um, and I don't, I don't believe in the Cowboys, so I'm going Seahawks. Listen to the Seahawks. Are you guys going both going Seahawks? Yeah, Cowboys. See. Cowboys should have lost last week. Let Russ cook, baby. Let Russ cook. Do you think of that all on your own? All right, Packers, Saints. Yeah. This is a big game. I usually am not like for hot takes, but I honestly think the Saints would be better off with Jameis Winston. Drew Brees does not look good. His arm is done, and that is a super. That's right a super. Now, that is a Super Bowl roster. It reminds me of Peyton Manning his last year in Denver. Not to say you know Drew Brees is obviously a smarter, you know more, you know, obviously like his career is better, but he cannot move the ball downfield, and he's missing guys. Um, I think the Saints eventually like would need to go to Jameis. You you got to move on from Brees. You know he's done it for this year. Um, that being said. I just feel like the Saints are going to pull this one out, even though I'm really high on, on Aaron Rodgers. Danny? I think the Saints right now are obviously struggling because they don't have Michael Thomas. That's obviously not a crazy take, but that's just Drew Brees loves Michael Thomas. So without Michael Thomas, the Saints aren't as good. But give me the Packers. Because the Saints are missing Michael Thomas, they lost to the Raiders. I don't feel good with the Saints right now. So Aaron Rodgers, Mad LaFleur, they're going to go out there. I th- The question is, do the Packers have Devontae Adams? So while the Saints might be without Michael Thomas, they might be out their star receiver in Devontae Adams. But I think Aaron Rodgers finds a way to get it done on Sunday night in the in the Dome, even though there's no fans in the Dome. So they have, there's no effect on him. So give me the Packers. Justin? Yeah, I'm going with Packers too. Um, Saints, you even just watched the Saints even week one. They just weren't playing um, like New Orleans, like the New Orleans Saints usually do, and the Packers are just playing on other world, other world level right now. Aaron Rodgers has proven a lot of people wrong that doubted him. So give me the Packers. 
The best Monday Night Football since Chiefs-Rams two years ago. We got Chiefs-Ravens. I'm going Ravens at home. Their offense is great. I think their defense is actually going to give Patrick Mahomes some struggles. Um, I'm going Ravens. Listeners went Chiefs. Justin? Give me Chiefs. Chiefs. Danny? I'm with Justin. Give me the Chiefs. All right. Sounds good. All right. Game predictions. Danny, go. Uh, 49ers are what? Four and a half, four point favorites. They they haven't lost anything without uh, with all their star players gone. Obviously, I'm picking the Giants to win because I feel like this is a game they should win. Uh, 2017-10, Giants win it. Justin? I think the 49ers win. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I got so emotionally invested in I, – I know I'm a loser. I really am a loser, and I hope I'm wrong because I got so emotionally invested in it last week. There's too much unknown. I got to give a score. I think it's going to be nasty. 17-10, um, 49ers. So you just, you picked the same score as Danny. Um, Wait, yeah, sorry. sorry. Can I go 17-13? Sure, well, he picked, the Gi- he picked the Giants to win, so it's, not, the it's technically it not the matter. same score. So you got 17-10. So it's 10 points? How dare you? Yeah. I'm down. I honestly think we're winning this game. Like, not like a joking round. I actually think we're winning this game. I think Daniel Jones is primed to have a big game. Um, I'm going Giants 77, 49ers 0. That seems like a a more realistic score, in my opinion, than Justin's uh, only 10 points. And I'll have Mm -hmm. people... Honestly, it is more realistic. This offense is closer to 77 points than it is 10 points. That's a real take right there. Because we're going to score 41. Even though that's technically not closer, it's, it's close. Um, and it's the the point being made is we'll be scoring points. All right, that's the show. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back Monday, uh, you know, Monday morning, Sunday night for the Patreon crowd. Uh, let's get us a freaking win. Let's hear this. Some people have not heard the intro song after a win, so let's let's do it. We'll see you guys then. Enjoy your weekend. Go get some sun. It's gonna get cold here soon. Not in Florida, but wherever you probably are. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you Monday. Until then, let's go. Big blue.